You know what, Jamie? Let's pop off right now. We gotta get started. <laughs> we gotta go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the people in the chat. Irishsportsdaily.com. I am your host, Greg Flavong, and with me, as always, is Jamie Uyama, Mr. Jamie University. Uh, I am here in an undisclosed vacation location, and um, couldn't miss it. You know, last a couple weeks ago, I was on vacation. We we didn't do shows. Fall camp starts tomorrow. We got we got to do our regular shows. So uh, we, we, I made sure to clear out the schedule, and um, we're gonna have a great show. Uh, new season, new intro. We what got an a lot intro. of stuff going on. Jamie what didn't an know. Intro. Love Jamie it. didn't know we had that in the in the in the offing. Uh, that's brought to you by VSR Media, who is um, uh, the Vahid Sadrazade's uh, new company that is a sponsor of the show. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, VSR Media is founded by Notre Dame football and pregame host Emmy Award-winning anchor Vasid Sadrazade, as like I just said. Uh, provides professional and cinematic video video and photo, as you just saw. Good stuff. Where Whether you're looking for a collegiate or pro-level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell or aiming to diversify your growing business, VSR Media specializes in short and long-term video storytelling, social media management, website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots, senior and sports photos. Contact uh, Vahid at vsrmediacompany.com. Mention Irish Sports Daily so you have 20% off your first project. Visit them online or give a call at 574-800-9106. What do you think, Jamie? Good good way to start the uh good way to start the new season. Oh yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're ready to go. Um, it's gonna be a good show. We're gonna talk about the uh the big commitment of uh Kingston Viamo Asa. Uh Viliama, Viliamu Asa. I got to get it right because he's gonna be yeah. a Notre Dame football player. Um, and that's that was pretty big KVA over the weekend. Too. Yeah, KVA Logan Saldate also. Um, he also committed to Notre Dame on last Friday, so we're gonna talk about that. Um, CFB Hertz is here replenishing ISD's coffers after Christian spent it all tracking KVA's recruitment. I got to talk about that, Christian. You know, we tried to get him on the show. And he's uh, he's parading around the country right now. Just people are throwing him ticker take parades for his takes for his coverage. So we're going to talk about that. Xander is here with the super chat. He's pumped. Outstanding work by the staff. Love to see it, Xander. Xander, will you apologize? I, will you apologize for for the slander brought along to Marcus Freeman and and uh, Al Washington? Will you apologize in the chat? So I think it's important to do that. Mea culpa that we we, we got the we super gotta chat that. was part of the apology. So I, I think I think that's I think, a good start. Yeah. I think that's a good start. Um, so it's really good stuff. And then we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the stars, Jamie, on uh, Notre Dame's football team or the supposed stars. And how far they can take them, right? And I think that's very important. We were talking about it before the show started. Um, and so uh, that's going to be a big part of it. If your great players aren't great, then all the all the uh, the complimentary pieces, supplementary pieces don't really matter as much. So we're going to talk about all those things. So thank you, everyone, for being here. Uh, if you like what you see and this is your first time, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button and hit the notification bell so you know we're going live. Um, as the season starts up, like I think we – Maybe not me and Jamie so much because Jamie's like super busy 
he's writing all the time. He's doing uh, great profiles. He's, he's got a lot of writing um, and I don't have as much. So uh, the shows might be a little bit more frequent than they have been. That's my plan. Um, my real life job makes that, you know, can complicate that a little bit, but we want to, we want to put out more content. We're really excited to do that. So uh, you're going to want to subscribe to the show. We're going to get a lot of good stuff. Uh, links in the description below for our podcast that is out on um, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you can find your your podcast. Um, so, Jamie, how 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 shocked were you to learn that uh, KVA is going to be an Notre Dame football player? I mean, I wasn't that shocked because Christian told me before that it was going to happen. So, so <laughs> okay, we we um, we need to talk about that. Go go. go um, well, okay, so I definitely thought that Notre Dame was in it. Yeah. Like, I thought that Notre Dame was in it, uh, but I hadn't. So, I mean, I think most people know that, um, especially when there is an announcement, like we know that there's going to be like a public announcement at this time, and this guy is going to end up being uh, – potentially being a, a Notre Dame commit, right? Um, we do uh, a film don't lie, right? Like I, I have to get that pre-written, right? Um, so with KVA, it was, you know, typically we know ahead of time, right? Mm -hmm. With him, didn't know, but I was going to pre-write it anyways because you have to be ready just in case. Um, and I'm like, unless I got the word that it wasn't going to, and then, uh, I mean, I got a call from uh, Christian on Saturday morning, which usually he's not calling me that, that often early Saturday morning. Right. And he was like, I think it's going to be Notre Dame. He's like, I'm telling you. So basically, like, blow up the, the FDL. Like, don't like, don't whatever. I, I think like you can put time into it, you know, like yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah, to yeah. whatever. So I was like, OK, I'm, I'm like, OK. Uh, yeah. And then obviously, you know, there was st still, it wasn't like for sure, for sure. Um, you never really t know a lot of times too. Um, and I think too, there wasn't like a, all the, usually there's the crystal balls or these predictions. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a ton of that going forward. Right. But we felt pretty confident. Uh, so yeah, I mean, about that point I was like, yeah, um, you're doing it. But even then it's like, you don't know until you know. And then, so obviously it was, I mean, just a massive, massive pickup for, for Notre Dame, a huge mm -hmm. win for Marcus Freeman, a huge win for Al Golan and Max Bulla, a huge win for Al Washington, who's like had that relationship with uh, KVA and his family for, you know, years now, really, since he was at Ohio State and really kind of established that. And that was a big thing for, for, for Notre Dame, you know, obviously chad bowden and dre brown like everybody involved right it, it was a huge huge win for notre dame when you're going up against usc you're going up against ohio state and i mean they're both on the schedule this year uh -huh. like yeah. that's not a beat those are those are going to be they have been and you know are two of the premier programs in college football and you got to win some of those you know you're not going to win them all but you got to win some of them at least uh and I mean, I, I think like, you know, I just checked some of the stuff from, from people who uh, cover 
Ohio State, not like the message boards. I know people like to dunk on the message boards. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw a lot of the the writers who were like devastated. What's the word? Because they thought they were getting Ohio State mm-hmm. thought they were getting him, and I think Notre Dame, like it, it would have been a pretty big blow if Notre Dame didn't end up winning this. Um, so I, I just, I mean, it goes to speak to like the guy is an absolute stud. Um, and just the, there are so many other things just beyond why him being a good player or why it was important. But just the main thing is he's a great player. He is a great player. Um, yeah, Christian was, he, <laughs> this guy, he put So he puts on the board on Saturday. So look, here's the other thing. So like, you need to know if something, if, 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 Christian has like sources or whatever you need to know because you're doing the the write-ups right like you're doing all that same with Matt I don't need to know so it's like a lot of these a lot of these things are need to know basis right so no one's going to call me and be like hey just so you know right because I don't need to and that's fine but you know he puts on the board on Saturday night like my gut says Notre Dame okay my gut all right and so the next day like Sunday no one is talking on on our on our chat like the internal chat like our our message our text there's no talking about it and i'm thinking like that's kind of weird like usually mike is you know what do you guys think or what do you you know what is your what are you thinking about this what have you heard and that didn't happen matt's not talking about it christian's not talking about it and and i texted him uh like 15 minutes before like do you know and he responds, I am not uncertain. And so it's like he clearly knows. And so then as soon as he commits, like he's got a whole story with quotes from his mom. I'm like, this guy is out here like Biff Tannen with the with the almanac, like knows he obviously knew. And I was like, and he's going, oh, my gut. So, I mean, honestly, he was so plugged into this recruitment. I would not be surprised if he was like zoomed in to the family's like final decision, no. he, he was so plugged in. He, he was, he, he, he knew he, what you know, when Christian has like an in, it's like as in as you can be. He, 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 he might've been involved in the process. Like he, he is so like uh, Jeremiah love was a really good example last year where everyone was like, it's a and M. And he was like, yeah, it's going to be another day. And uh, he was so confident about that. Um, Tyler, we can. Uh, I don't think Christian. Uh, when did KVA notify all the coaching staffs of his decision? I don't. I, Christian said that he was trying to uh, find that out definitively because uh, he didn't really know. So that's kind of um, as far as ISD is concerned. We don't have that information. Um, so well, you know, hopefully, when when Christian stops parading around the United States and uh, receiving his ticker tape parades. Uh, he can come on a pod, either this one or, or Power Hour, and he can talk about the uh, kind of the TikTok of all that. But um, so yeah, it was it was a huge, 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 um, you know, commitment for Notre Dame. And I was I was thinking about it too, Jamie. That this one would hurt, I think, more than like Justin Scott. It would hurt more than even even like Peyton Bowen. Or like Dante Moore, because KVA was, he was like a Notre Dame kid. 
I, I t- like a week ago, I texted Christian, like it would be so weird if he went to the mountains, you know, to, to b- basically get in touch with his spiritual side. Right. And it's like a kid like that's going to go to do that in like Ohio state. It just doesn't seem like you would pick Ohio. Like he State. would already just made the decision. Yeah, like you don't. He, that, that doesn't seem like something you do. But Christian at the time was like, all of his sources that weren't the family, they were all saying, "We think it's Ohio State. We think it's Ohio State," and that's what he thought. And then he well, USC in, was recruiting in. against Ohio State. They right, didn't they weren't Notre even. Rec- yeah, like Notre Dame wasn't involved, and it just the for that so for them to to pull it out. And to get a, a, a good read on the recruitment and to kind of convince him and show him, like, this is where you need to play. He's contacting uh, Jalen Smith. He's contacting Manti. He's contacting Kyle Hamilton, like, clearly doing his homework. You know, these are all guys that could have gone anywhere, anywhere. And he chose uh, – they chose Notre Dame, and then he ultimately chose Notre Dame. Um, so on that front, I think it's a huge commitment – it gives the defense a captain, so to speak, the way that the offense does with CJ Carr. The defense now has a guy we just look to and it's like, okay, like that guy is the, the face of the defensive class. And it makes you think totally differently now about like Teddy Rezek and Bodie Cahoon and those guys. Cause like, then it's like, okay, now you can take a flyer. On, on those, like the athlete types, the body types that you like, because this guy like KVA, he is going to, he is going to, like, I would be stunned if he was not a good player. It's kind of like Drake Bowen, where it's like, I would be shocked if this guy was not a good college football player for another day. Um, and we're going to throw up some film in a second, but that's kind of where I, I see it. You gave him the Manti Teo comp, like what he could become. You know, it's like Manti. That's linebacker royalty at Notre Dame. You know, um, there's the pro career and all that stuff, but that doesn't matter. Like, we're Notre Dame, we're Notre Dame podcast, and we're all and you guys in the chat are Notre Dame fans. So you want them to be good football players. If you know, if it turns out, I mean, like, it matters that what what he does at Notre Dame. That's the other thing. Like, it's, I mean, it's not like if if you get drafted by the NFL, and I know. Uh, it, it, it is a good way to look at like, how did, do we get enough? Right. Like when the, because it's just easy to look at this guy got mm-hmm. drafted. Hey, we got it right with the, our recruiting rankings. Mm-hmm. And I, I certainly understand that. And I think there is truth to that. Like if you're not getting, you're not getting drafted. If you're a trash player, um, you know, you're, you're a good, you're a good football player. Um, so that, you know, obviously matters when you're looking at it, but I mean, does it matter that like someone was a six round pick or a first round pick if they were like an unbelievable player in, in, in college? No, it doesn't. Not, not for, not for what this is for, for covering teams for actually covering college football, right? Like, does it matter that Scooby, right? And you've never heard from him again when he was like this unbelievable player at, at uh, Arizona. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, that, uh, Oh, did you? I'm checking that? right now. I'm checking. I'm checking. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, well, uh, yeah, that's legit. Let's, uh, I'll throw it up. Wow. Okay. 
That's what I'm gonna talk about. Well, it's just never a dull moment. <laughs> it's never a dull moment. It's Notre never Dame. a dull moment. Uh, we're um, gonna throw this up. You know what, man? Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. Uh uh yeah, so I'm I don't even here. I mean I it's it's definitely out of nowhere. Uh it's funny because <laughs> Matt just messaged me and he was like, call me after the podcast. I guess it's what he probably wanted to talk about. Um, probably wanted to talk about. So look, look, I have to think. I have to think that this has something to do with. Um, it's. I don't want. I don't even know if I want to speculate about this. Why else would you do this? Maybe it's health involved. Maybe there's a health thing going Maybe. on. Um, you know, I, I don't want to speculate because I, I was going to say like just that kind of baseless speculation. I don't really want to do that. Um, no, I mean, we shouldn't do we shouldn't. I, I, whatever. I, 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 I don't want to. Uh, do I, I, let's just say that we hope that uh, I hope that he's healthy. I hope he's healthy. I, I hope he's healthy. Um, I hope that, um, you know, his family is doing all right, because I mean, certainly that's something that you know, that happens and, and that has caused people to, you know, walk away um, at, you know, kind of uh, times that you don't expect it to happen. Um, so that certainly is something that, you know, could be, I, I, you know, let's just hope for that. And I mean, let's, I mean, I just hope for the best that there isn't anything uh, bad uh involved in it uh yeah. you know and I, I, I yeah like i said it's just totally unfair to kind of speculate on if there was whatever whatever it is um i guess we can just really talk about just what it kind of means though i'm um, sorry to just flip it i mean we'll get back to kva and 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 camp and all that yeah. kind of stuff but we're i think we kind of have to talk about have this to, uh, we're gonna have to cover this um so matt has um something up uh fred hale will lead the strength and conditioning program for the time being um so that's you know going on i mean just like the first reaction everyone well, when talking about the notre dame pointed to he was he was the one of the biggest people when when Brian Kelly left, it was like, is Matt Bayless staying? Yes, he was the first one of the first people to say he was staying, and now he isn't, and now he's gone. What does that mean? I mean, that's that's a huge part of the team, how the team develops, um, you know, all those things. So that that's a huge that's a huge this is a big this is a it's like a kind of an earthquake for the Notre Dame football. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think. Uh, for people that aren't kind of, I think most of the people who are probably watching the show or, or going to listen to the podcast are probably very aware that um, the strength coach, especially at the college level plays a big role in kind of like setting the culture uh, for the team. Because um, when the, the, the staff can't be there, he's the guy who kind of sets everything up. Um, so in terms of like work ethic and uh, all those kind of things that you you see like where i think where you saw like 
I mean, I, I can say too, as someone who, you know, covered the team uh, and saw the team before um, the kind of reboot before Bayless got there, like the, the gains that Notre Dame made in terms of, it didn't matter in terms of not just who they recruit, but the gains guys made when they got on campus. I mean, it was significant. It was significant. Yeah. I think people noticed that even if you didn't know anything about the strength and conditioning program, like there was a lot of like, you know, the whole built by Bayless, like that was a real thing. Like mm -hmm. there were guys who definitely made extreme physical gains, um, you know, under, you know, his watch. And I think like Jason Onye is a perfect example of a guy on this year's team, right. Who came in and that guy needed a lot of work and, um, and he came in at a, like a bigger weight and, but he was a bit heavy, but he literally like changed his body. And now, um, you know, all these, you know, he's like 290 pounds and, and with, uh, um, unbelievable, like six pack abs now. And, yeah. and like, that was not a, a thing. Right. So I think God brought it, brings up a good point too, about, uh, Jake Flint or Dave Ballou, who's, who's uh, Ballou is at, uh, was the assistant who came in with Bayless. He was kind of yeah. like the, the number two, mm -hmm. uh, at, at, at the time. And then he left and he went back to his alma mater, Indiana became their head guy. And now he's at Alabama. I mean, I think he really enjoyed his time at Notre Dame. I don't know if he's going to leave Alabama. I'm sure he gets paid pretty handsomely. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would guess they're pretty happy with the job that he's done, but certainly he was a huge part of, of kind of changing that for, for Notre Dame too. He's also a guy who's Bayless is, I would say more old school in, in with a lot of his stuff and blues more of a, a forward thinking in terms of like sports science and all that. And it's not to say that Notre Dame doesn't have people in their department that are like that, but that's where blue is. That's certainly where Jake Flint is too right who was also on the staff you know he's he was on the staff previously uh before um bayless came there stayed on um you know went to lsu with uh with brian kelly was a tremendous part of the staff and he was very he's a, also a guy who's very um influenced by sports science and and, and all of that as well um yeah i mean they're gonna have options of what they do but it just i mean the time of year it is right now um you're probably not going to get somebody to come like now no i know it would probably be you know november december or something like that is when you're probably thinking about it the one thing i will say though you know because god mentions the two guys who had worked at notre dame before the vetting process and everyone knows how long that takes for Notre Dame. That becomes a lot simpler when you yeah. know the person and you know that too. On the other hand, I think this is like one of these things where uh, I don't think, I mean, I, I certainly think Marcus Freeman, I never heard anything that he was unhappy with Matt Bayless or keeping. Yeah. I was going to say, I've never heard that this is stunning. It, yeah. It, never, never heard of, any kind of rumblings yeah. of, of that. So I wouldn't, wouldn't even go that in that direction, but it was someone who he inherited. So he might have someone in mind, right? Cause that's right. usually like 
how it goes when someone gets their job, they're bringing their guy with them. Um, so, I mean, now I'll have to look at like who was at Cincinnati with him. There might be someone he worked with at, uh, I mean, Ohio State, right? Like there could be somebody there. Um, I mean, really could be all over the map, really, right? Like, did who's the guy who went to Wisconsin with, uh, with uh, Fickle, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's all these things. <laughs> ND is a trainer. Get out of here, drunk Vigo. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I think it's just something like this is obviously this is college football. This is college yeah. football. This kind of thing, like, unfortunately, like, this kind of thing has happened quite a bit, right? Where yeah. just stuff come kind of, kind of happens out of nowhere. Um, it really hasn't happened. I can't really think of something like this um, at Notre Dame this close to, like, camp that mm-hmm. something's happened with with a coach. Um, but at, it would be, I mean, in saying that, Kind of, I don't want to say his work is done because it's still obviously you still doing a thing, but the big part of his work is done in terms of like they're starting camp tomorrow, right? Like, yeah, that, that, that uh, was something that I was just thinking. Like the timing does make sense. If if it was like a health thing, the timing does make sense. It's like the 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 main thrust of the strength and conditioning coach is the off season. The main thrust of everything from end of bowl game to start a fall camp it's like they are one of the most important i mean this is when you build your team you know what i mean like this is when it all happens like the off season and getting them you know because there's so much time not spent with coaches with your position coaches and all those things because of the nature of like the lack of time but you're always working out like winter conditioning like that's all bayless you know, summer, the time from uh, the end of spring practice to the start of fall camp, like that is all Bayless. He's with them all the time. That so maybe it was like get us through one more off season. The the it's about to start. You know, the, the the camp is about to start, and then you can you know take care of whatever you need to take care of if that's the case. That kind of makes sense to me. Um that that would be the kind of the thing um, that they would want to. Uh, he might've made a, he just said like there, I mean, we don't know what's going on, uh, but that definitely kind of makes sense in terms of timing wise that they are like, you know, it, it, you're here, this, he probably, if, if say Bayless considered walking away before, um, I don't think Bayless would, want he wouldn't want to leave them in a lurch in terms of like having to you know get some like all of a sudden fred hale has to take over in you know J- june 4th or something yeah. like that and all yeah, of a sudden yeah, yeah. like it's it's a different story right so um i i think here it's there's at least like I, i'm gonna guess this it's probably more news to us than it is probably news to notre dame that they might've had some idea that this was going to happen. And it, it, look, if it is a health thing, it makes sense that no one would know if he didn't want anyone to know, you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's not, cause it really, truly like we, 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 we don't find out player information on injuries and whatever. Right. Like, so we're not going to find out about a coach if he doesn't want that, you know? 
Um, so we'll see, right? I mean, Marcus Freeman is holding a press conference tomorrow. This is obviously, obviously going to come up, you know, yes. like, there's no way it isn't. Um, so, you know, we'll find out. And again, I should say we have never, um, I've never heard anything, any rumblings about unhappiness with him, about any drama with him as far as players. Never. Like I've just, I've never heard it. Um, so it's just, we'll see. He's been I mean, pretty much universally praised. Yeah. Um, and just someone asked about uh, Fred Hale. And, and he, so he, uh, 2021, he came on, um, you know, w- around the same time Marcus Freeman came on, actually. Mm-hmm. So it was like, uh, you know, after this, the season in um, the 2020 season. So it was around that same time. So, I mean, I as much as everyone said, look, go get this person, that Fred Hale might be the guy because Marcus Freeman might be like, this is my dude, right? Like. That could easily happen. They came in at the same time. Um, you know, it's th- that's and he, he, Fred Hale essentially was um, the the Jake Flint replacement. Right. Yeah. So he he was the Jake Flint replacement. So um, I guarantee yeah. you've seen this guy on the sideline. He's, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've seen him at practice hundreds of times, whatever. Yeah. Like, yes. And I knew who Fred Hale was, but I didn't, I certainly didn't think, well, t- today's the day that he's going to be now <laughs> yeah, the, right? the strict conditioning or, you know, for the interim or whatever. Right. So yeah. But, uh, he was at, for those who don't, he was at Eastern Michigan, uh, previously. Um, I think he was, he might've been at, like at Tennessee. Hold on. Let me look. Uh, yeah, he might've been at Tennessee before that. Um, Oh, it's not uh, if I just kind, kind of remember, uh, yeah. So he was at Eastern Michigan for for quite some time. Yeah, he was a GA at at, at Tennessee, uh, and and he's with the Bills for a little bit too. Um, but he he was at uh, he headed up, you know, there, uh, Eastern Michigan for a number of years. And I and I know that like, um, it's weird because you think like, are there Eastern Michigan message boards? Yes, there is Eastern Michigan message boards. And, uh, I, yeah, they, they, I, I, like, I remember seeing like whatever, um, because I looked him up when anything and then like, people were like, oh man, that sucks. He was good. So not that that means much, the random guy on a message board, but that just, you know, at the time it was seen as like, oh, this is a loss for obviously their program. And he was a guy that's, you know, coming in kind of fill in big shoes. I certainly don't think Notre Dame has taken a step back in the time strength and conditioning wise, since he's been there. So I don't know. We'll see. Like, I, I think during the season it is um, in, in, in how strength and conditioning is structured. Um, it's quite a bit different than, than the off season. Uh, but I mean, there's still a lot of work you got to do. I mean, there's not the, none of those like viral workouts are happening. Um, right. during the season, right? right. Uh, a lot of it is maintaining and, um, you know, getting guys healthy, rehabbing guys and all that kind of stuff too. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll kind of see what happens. I'm, I think really all we can say is that, uh, I'm really interested to hear what Marcus Freeman says, uh, tomorrow. And as we kind of find out more about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the, the main 
thrust is it'll be weird for the players. It'll be very strange for him just to not be there. He's been a constant for basically everyone. Um, you know, everyone who's been in the program, he's, he's been the constant, um, you know, going back to the two staffs, it'll be, so on that front, it'll be strange for him to not be around just suddenly if they didn't know, right. Maybe, maybe they did know. Um, but the, 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 the work, the main work of the strength coach has been done, you know, obviously it's a year round thing. It's not like it isn't, but it's been done the off season work is the main aspect of your strength and conditioning program. Yeah. And they have completed that. So uh, that's essentially when that guy becomes like the head coach of kind of the program. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So um, they have gotten through that. So in terms of the team and what it means for the team in 2023, um, you know, it it came at a, I guess you could say it came at a good time. You know, Uh, the timing is weird, but, or in it, I don't. I don't even know if the timing is weird. It, the 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 fact that it came out of nowhere is weird. Yes. You know, the timing could actually make perfect sense. Uh, but just the fact that no one knew uh, is is the weird part about this. Yeah. Um, usually, there's at least someone has heard rumblings. Um, we yeah. just haven't heard that. So, um, that's that. So uh, we will. I guess should we move back to to KVA? Should we show some KVA clips? Um. I mean, I think we should just go right on into the team stuff. All right, let's because, do the team stuff. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do, uh, we'll do, uh, well, real quick, let's talk about Saldate because we, we, yeah. we haven't, and uh, we haven't mentioned him on the show at all. Um, Three star receiver who's a four, former Oregon commit out of Salinas, California. Um, when I first saw his, when I first looked at tape of him, it was like sophomore year tape at least. And I, I was like, I put it in the chat, like, is, I don't know if he's even good. Like, I, what is going on? I was like, this is just not, I don't get it. And you were like, you like him. And I was like, well, that's good. I'm glad Jamie likes him because I don't. And, but then I, I noticed this, like, oh, this is from 2021. Okay. Not great. So then I looked at the most recent film, looked a lot better, you know, showed the, the burst that, you know, they're talking about his track times and uh, it, you know, he doesn't have the size and just thinking of Isaiah Canyon, right? Like he doesn't have that size, yeah, but he's like four inches shorter than Canyon. You know, he does play outside. Um, he does. He look, he's, he's got uh, what people like to say moxie, right? He'll go for the ball, even though he's not the biggest guys around five eleven, six foot. Um, he's got decent run after the catch ability there. Um, he's got a good long speed. Um, and, and again, it's, it's kind of like uh, the Teddy Rezac take in that, it looks it's so much better when you've got Cam Williams oh, yeah, yeah. old and you've got um Mikey, Mikey Gilbert, Gilbert. Old. you know it's just like it's so much better. Um and I, I do think that they should I think they should take someone else like him in that you need good players in your program. And yeah. and, and I know people it's like oh Oregon State commit, like we've beat out Oregon State. Like how many times have you watched an, an Oregon State game? And be like, why can't Notre Dame get a receiver? Why didn't Notre like Dame offer this dude? Yeah, why can't Notre Dame get a receiver like that guy? Right? It happens all the yeah. time. And and so you need guys like that. And you get the star in Cam Williams, who, who everyone projects is like, you know, that could be a first round pick down the line. And and so you get him in the program. I think he's a good take. And um, you know, it's just, but I think you get another one. This is when I say that he's not the type of third guy where it's like, oh, okay, we're done. 
Like I'd say yeah. get another one. That's how I feel yeah. about it. I mean, I kind of felt that same way with Isaiah Canyon too, that yeah. I, I, they, they kind of, um, I think even though they're, they're different, obviously, like we mentioned, Canyon's bigger, you know, quite a bit bigger, right? He's around six, three, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Saldate, Saldate, is that, sorry. Saldate. Saldate. Saldate is, is five eleven. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but I think when people say that and they're like, oh, this guy's probably a slot. Why don't you take Jason Robinson? Well, Jason Robinson weighs literally 40 pounds less than, uh, uh, yes. You know, him. So, yes. Um, that's, it's quite a big difference, right? Um, yeah. So I, I think that's one thing I kind of, I knew that they were going to go in this direction because that's how they went the direction with Canyon, right? They took a guy that they were like, I love this guy's tools. This guy has NFL projectables in terms of athleticism, right? And he needs to learn how to play a receiver better. Um, in terms of route running and all that kind of stuff, I, I think that's, that's a big thing with him. Uh, that's a lot of, uh, that, that's, that's a lot of things, but, um, but there, uh, you want to get guys that have like that kind of explosiveness because those are the guys who end up playing in the league, who end up being really, really good players who end up being studs at Oregon state because they develop there. Right. Um, so, and I think like I do, there's like a, t- uh, tweet of him doing a lot of these. It's funny. This was like kind of before anyone kind of knew that he was on the, the, the list of guys, but he was doing like those chancy stucky, like one foot hop drills, you know, that kind of, uh, that release that people have seen yeah. that chancy stucky does these, uh, drills to kind of get guys balance and, 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 and all these things that, that are a little kind of like funky or un- unorthodox to not everyone's doing them, but it's something that, uh, you know, he really believes in. Um, and he was doing that and working on a lot of that kind of stuff that they would, they do at Notre Dame practice. And I was like, well, that's interesting. Uh, so he obviously is putting in, um, the, the, the work for it. And, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's a guy who's probably going to have a way better senior film too. Um, because he look, I, I think, you know, he had a top 10, uh, top 10 in the country, uh, long jump. Uh, that's not nothing. That's not nothing. Um, uh, you know, in, in high school this year, he was, I believe he had the ninth highest long, long jump in all the high school this year. Um, you know, he, he's, he's got like a, you know, 32 inch, uh, vertical, uh, you know, 113 inch broad jump. Um, he's an athlete. He's a, he's a good athlete. So, um, I think I would like to see them take another guy like that, another kind of guy with to kind of that the, those explosive uh, traits, and and get another guy like that, um, you know, it, who fits into that Caleb Smith type. Um, I mean, obviously, too, if they can flip a guy who maybe they weren't in on or that they were in on earlier, but you know, didn't have the yes, like that would be uh, fantastic. Well, and that's the other thing we don't know is that this is the one thing too, that it can change things when you have a guy like Sam Hartman, all of a sudden your, your offense, you know, you're showing them a lot more on film. Like this is what it can look like with you. Cause I think one of the things too, with um, that is kind of hurt Notre Dame is that the offense didn't look like that. 
right? They weren't, uh, they weren't explosive uh, down the field. Um, they weren't really just explosive in general, just in terms of like the passing game and weren't doing much. They, they've been uh, a certain type of team and that has fit the players, but that also doesn't attract those play those other players who want to play in the systems because they want to be, you know, playmakers. Right. So um, I, I think that is something that is, you know, could, I mean, that's not going to be the only thing everybody thinks that you like you do that all of a sudden, like Jeremiah McClellan's going to be like, well, sign me up. It doesn't work like that, but it doesn't hurt. It can help. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and another thing too, is, you know, you talked about, you know, it doesn't, the offense doesn't attract players. I think it's hard for us to, and I kind of get caught up in this as well, is you see a guy like Saldate and you think, well, Notre Dame hasn't done anything with guys like this. So you kind of think of it like, well, it's, it's kind of a waste. They, like all the bigger guys, like Canyon was so easy to see because he's like they, Notre Dame's had guys of his physical profile be successful, but not Solite. But if you're t- if you know they've also never had a, a court. I don't want to say never. They haven't had an offense like the one they're going to have with Sam Hartman. You get a guy like Solite in there. Like let's say let's say uh, Chris Tyree has a really good s- season in the slot. It's like well now you can see Solite. It's like well this is a bigger you know, better receiver version of that, but probably not as fast or not as explosive, but like you can see like people working out of the slot or like Jaden Greathouse does a really good job in the slot or something like that. And now it's like, well, wait, now that I kind of get it now, like now I understand what this could be and where they could be going here. So I think that too is like, I think we need to wait and see. I think the, the, the way the offense is, I think it'll be a lot easier to see some of these wide receivers, some of these offensive skill players, excel in the type of offense that Notre Dame could have this year I and I I think it's probably doesn't get talked about enough that Chancey Stuckey was uh you know the same built, like same, built, built exactly same like him yeah like, he was like 510 180 like that's kind of what he played at like he's that type of guy um so that's I I think you know Notre Dame hasn't had uh, the production from like those kind of slot size guys uh, in a while. But I think if you have a guy who actually was that guy, you know, that's someone who can mentor guys like that and help those guys become that. And also too, you got to want to be able to target them mm-hmm. and you, you have to um, want to make those guys featured because I, I, I really think like, I mean, it wouldn't, show from like kind of what he did in or, or what these guys did in college necessarily but like michael young and lawrence keys in particular two louisiana guys um just coincidentally but like those guys should have been better at notre yeah. dame like they could have got more out of them they could have got more out of them and um like at at the very least those guys could have been chris fink you know, like the, yeah. the same type of guys. Right. And I, that's not shade of Chris Fink. Cause he was a, like a fine player. I'm just saying those guys could have at least been that level player. Um, and they didn't get that or, and got more. They just haven't really had that much explosiveness out of the slot period. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something, I mean, I would just 
love to see more from Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, so you take, you take the same player, you put them in a different fit and suddenly they look a lot better. And, yeah. and I think you can do that too, Jamie. And you know how? ESQclothing.com. You can get go. God Wang's bamboo dress shirt and you can be the same person, get them in a different fit. And suddenly you look like a whole different person. Head over to ESQclothing.com. Check out God Wang's bamboo dress shirt. It's breathable. He was on the show uh, last week filling in for Jamie. Did a great job. Performance, performance dress shirts, Jamie. That's what you're looking for, man. Yeah. You, you, you want to feel good. You want to feel sleek. You want to feel comfortable while you're in your dress shirt. You're going to work. You want to feel like you're, you're a million bucks, and that's what this does. Uh, machine washable, odor-resistant, wrinkle-resistant. It, it just it, You look great. Marcus Freeman's rocking it all over the place. Uh, Sam Hartman's rocking it. In uh, God Wang loved it. He that God, God's gonna hire me. I, I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work uh, for God. I'm gonna I'm gonna be his full time promotions. That's right. That's right. And uh, and 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 Sam Hartman's rocking it all over the East Coast. People, are, a lot of people are talking about how good he looks, and it's because and it looks good anyway. There's no getting around that. But a lot of that has to do with uh, ESQ clothing. So head over to ESQclothing.com, upgrade your shirt game. And uh, it's it's really good stuff. Order resistant CFB hurts. Challenge accepted. Uh, get on over to ESQ and, and you, you can find out yourself. All right. So speaking of Sam Hartman, let, let's talk about the team because, um, you know, Jamie, we've been talking so much about, you know, X factors and this player has to do well. And, um, you know, to 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 add to Notre Dame, right? And we kind of take the stars for granted, but I'm kind of curious what you think, because last year we were very concerned about, you know, we do the top 25 list, top 25 players on the Notre Dame football team. And I think we both had Michael Mayer, number one, and we both thought, well, how good can you be if your number one player on the team is a tight end, you know? And and it's con- it was concerning, and and I think that kind of bore itself out over over the year, right? They just you know, Michael Mayer was great, and he was as advertised, but there wasn't a lot else there. And I think this year they're a lot better positioned um, in some key spots to um, you know be a really good football team. How good do you think Notre Dame's best players are? Right. So let's talk about like Sam Hartman, Joe Alt, Blake Fisher. Uh, ben Morrison, uh, Audric Estime. Would you throw Jaden Thomas in there? Like, would you throw him? I wouldn't put him in that category. You wouldn't wouldn't put him in that category. All right. So, no, I put him like, I think he could maybe jump up. And I think, I I think too, that's like what you said to me. There's those five guys, and then it's Uh like it's separates from there. And then can somebody join there? But like you said, you can't have any of those guys fall off. And we, we mentioned before, um, uh, the podcast when we were just chatting, but like when you go into like last season and you think, and we knew we had watched enough Brandon Joseph, like Brandon Joseph wasn't Kyle Hamilton. Mm-hmm. We knew he wasn't going to be Kyle, but you certainly thought he was going to be a lot better than he was. He's going to be a good football player. Plus player, a plus player for sure. You know, um, maybe not an all American, but, but play at a very high level, be productive, be productive. And, uh, and he wasn't that right. And I think people had high expectations for Maris Leofel, right. To be, uh, a, an impact defender based on kind of where he was, 
uh, ascending to prior to his, 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 you know, big leg injury uh, mm-hmm. that kept him out of the 2021 season. And then he didn't become that guy too. So all of a sudden that kind of changes, you know, the ceiling of the team when, 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 when stuff like that happens. Right. Um, and, you know, you have to ha- kind of have that, uh, you know, the guys who are supposed to be your best players have to be your best players. So I think, I mean, I feel really good about those two tackles. I mean, I feel good about Sam Hartman. The, the floor is just unbelievably high because I mean, he's literally close to breaking the the record for most total touchdowns in NCAA history. Yeah. Like he's going to be a good quarterback. Um, I have no doubt about that. Uh, is he going to be the best quarterback in the country? I mean, I guess he could, but he's, but it, it doesn't really matter if he's, if he's a top 10 quarterback, that's definitely an upgrade of, I, I, have, I, have, a, I have a question for you. Yeah. On that question. Yeah. So, I think I think Notre Dame plays USC. I think yeah. Notre Dame would much it would be better if Caleb Williams was Notre Dame's quarterback in that game. Uh, yes. Okay. Sam Hartman or Kyle McCord? I mean, you would take Sam Hartman. You would take him today. You would take him, yeah. but that's because we don't know anything about Kyle McCord. Right. I mean, Kyle McCord yeah. was a five star for sure. He's a top fifty kid. He's also throwing to Marvin Harrison and uh and Emeka and like yes that helps right so i think you know if if you just traded them right now um you would i mean you would want especially for this year you would yeah. you would want Hartman and like it wouldn't even be close i don't i don't think yeah um Sam Hartman or Cade Klubnik I think you would take Hartman. You take Hartman over any, I think, over any other quarterback that Notre Dame is going to play this year. Right. That's kind on, of what I'm getting at. Yeah. I think that's kind of what you, the, w- the way to look at it, really. And really, the, yeah, the only guy who, you know, the other team has an advantage, a quarterback, uh, is USC, the guy who won a Heisman. So that's pretty good. You're doing pretty good at quarterback. So, you know, you're not that worried about that. I think. Joe Alt and Blake Fisher, they're good. They were already good players last year. Mm-hmm. They're going to go up a level, right? Like it, it's, it's, it's funny because I saw there was like Dane Brugler listed his like top tackles yesterday and people were upset because Joe Alt was listed at number four. But I, I mean, I read his analysis. I thought it was all pretty spot on, you know, like it was like people kind of forget that first of all, Joe Alt hasn't started 20 games. Yeah. at Notre Dame yet. Um, so he's still relatively inexperienced in college and he didn't play off- offensive line <laughs> in, in high school until very late. Right. So he's everything is, is, and he gained like a ton of, there's so much more left him. He, if everyone would have thought this guy's a five-year player going into college, not like a three and out. I mean, he's going to be a three and out, but it just kind of shows like his, his improvement has been accelerated, but he still has a long way to go. Like he's going to get better. He's going to be a guy who gets better in the pros and stuff too. Like mm-hmm. he's got a like very, his, he's not even close to hitting a ceiling. And that's the same with Blake Fisher too, who has really only played one year, right? He missed that full year. So I think that's the thing where 
I mean, I'm not even, I don't even know. Sorry. CFB hurts mentioned. I haven't watched those three other tackles. I, I, I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like the, the kid from Penn state. I don't know if he's the number one tackle or not or whatever. I haven't seen enough, but I'll tell you one thing. That guy's like a fourth or fifth year kid, right? He, Alt's going into his, his third year. And I mentioned the other stuff with it. So, I mean, he's going to get better. I, I think Alt, if this is getting the preseason, Alt could be the best tackle in college football here. But if I was going to compare him to Ronnie Stanley or Zach Barden at the end of their careers, those guys were better than him than he is now. That doesn't mean that by the end of this season, Alt might be better than both of them, right? Like that could happen. Could happen with Blake Fisher too, right? So where both these guys are going to get better and better, right? So I I think that that's, you know, certainly like part of it uh, with them. Uh, I think Audric Esteme, he really only played one year. I think he looked fantastic last year for the most part, other than, you know, he had the, the one little fumble problems, mm-hmm. but everything points to him to being uh, having a monster monster season and being like, you know, one of the best kind of like yards after contact backs in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I certainly think Notre Dame has is good there. I, I would be kind of shocked if he doesn't have, if, if he was not up to the level that we kind of expect him to be. Um, I don't know if he's going to be like top five back in cultural. I don't think it matters. If you're like a top 20, top 25 back culture football, you're a really, really good back. And I think he will be that for sure. And then Benjamin Morrison, I think if you do that as a true freshman, very few guys don't, uh, you know, get better and better as they go along. And I, I think everything uh, from I from what I've seen from him, I think just like the arrow is pointing way up. Um, he just knows how to cover, man. He, he, he just he, he just does. <laughs> he just yeah, can do it. I mean, he because like he he was doing it. Like you saw him in camp, and you you came and you were like Ben Morrison's good. Like yeah, and, and you were like and Notre Dame's coaches think he's good. They put him out there against Ohio State of all teams. Yeah, it's just like he's he can cover. He knows how to cover. And he's smart. He to, and he's just, yeah. I, yeah. So I, I would be pretty shocked if, if any of those guys um, wasn't at the level that we expected them to be, because I think with say like with Joseph and, and Leofal, there was more unknowns and more questions mm-hmm. kind of going, heading into it. Um, but I also would have said last year that Cam Hart, Cam Hart's probably ready to take it up a level and obviously dude, large part, I think due to injuries, the injuries and and, yeah. and you've mentioned too, he was better than, than definitely most people thought he was, um, which is, th- that's the thing that kind of changes. Cause if Cam Hart, you would have thought, Oh, he would have been in that group with that five. Mm-hmm. If he had the year that you people expect him to be. And then, you know, can he get there this year? Can he get there this year? Because to me, there's like, there's a group of probably like a dozen guys, like literally like a dozen that, I mean, not, I mean, probably less than three or four of them would be able to jump up into that top group uh, just based on just kind of what would typically happen. But if they do get three or four of them to do that, or if they get five or, you know, six or something like that, 
then all of a sudden it's like, wow, that changes the whole outlook of the team, right? That changes the whole outlook. And by that, we mean like Jaden Thomas, like you said, Cam Hart, uh, Riley Mills, right? Like there's, you know, a bunch of guys that kind of like fit into that kind of category that could, you know, like Mitchell Evans might be someone that all of a sudden like could do, like Eli Reardon at, at receiver Tobias Merriweather. Right. Um, I, I don't know. Like is maybe this is the year Maris Leifel has it. Maybe there's like a big Jalen Sneed uh, thing. Right. So um, I just, I think like it's a lot is just going to depend um, on where we see, because I feel very good about that top five for Notre Dame it's kind of after that um because I think if you have like if you got like 10 guys that are kind of amongst the best at their positions in college football I mean that's a college football playoff team yeah and so I it's it's interesting the last couple of days and I was thinking about that this morning is like I feel like they're so much better positioned to be a good team this year than last year at the same time, you know, and I didn't, I don't think I thought that until I thought of it in that way. Cause I just didn't like, I've been kind of, I don't want to say down on this team. I just, I I just don't know. And, but then I thought of it like that, like, man, where they should be strong really like bodes well for being a good, a good football team, like a dangerous football team. And I think, you know, especially with Hartman too, it's it's like we we so often we watch these offenses across the country and it's like why can't like like a perfect example is that kid uh uh the wide receiver who went to purdue who was it dan charlie daniels is that his name uh the slot kid no jones charlie jones charlie jones he it's like he's doing these numbers at purdue and everyone's watching. I'm like, oh, Notre Dame could have had him. Notre Dame could have had him. And it's like, but he wouldn't do that at Notre Dame. You know, like no. that just wouldn't happen. And, and, but then like if Sam Hartman also, was on he was team, like, gonna, that's where he was gonna go. Like he right. knew. Yeah. But, but I think, but the point is, it's like, man, why can't Notre Dame have guys like who are doing that? But it's like, they don't have that kind of offense. Like they don't have that. They're just, yeah. no, they're not trying to be that. And I think with Hartman, I, I think that might be what they're trying to be. And so I, it makes me think of like Tobias Merriweather needs to do this and J and Jaden Thomas needs to do this and Jaden Greathouse and, you know, on and on and on. And you think, well, it, I think they have an offense where the quarterback can make the receivers rather than the receivers making the quarterback. And I think that's been the tough part for Notre Dame receiver wise lately is they, they were trying to have the receivers make the quarterback. And I think this can be the other way around. I think they're going to be good. Like, I, I just, yeah. I, I just think that group is going to be fun. And, and, and Jaden Greathouse to me is like kind of a perfect example of like, look at this guy in the spring game, just put up 11 catches. Like it just, it wouldn't have happened. It just wouldn't have happened in previous years. He could have been the same player, you know, but it's just, it just, I don't think it would have gone out like that. And so that's where you kind of think to yourself, like, man, this offense could be like, this could be like a 2005 type of like 
the way that we as as people who cover the team in the way that fans think about it it's like you we we got to be thinking like every possession should probably be a touchdown you know regardless of where it starts because they have that kind of ability and they have that kind of uh i guess weaponry for lack of a better way to put it and look if Notre, it's just strong at corner in college football i mean that's a huge thing being strong at corner it brings strong in the slot we got to see what what comes with thomas harper what can antonio carter bring like how how big of a leap can xavier watts make like if you're good on the back end in college football I think they'll be able to rush the passer. I don't have a huge concern about that. You know, the linebackers, I suspect they'll be a lot better. That's something we'll have to see. But I I just think there's a lot there with Notre Dame's good players, the guys that they're projected to be really good players. I think there's just so much there for Notre Dame to work with. It just, there's a lot of reasons for optimism heading into fall camp that starts tomorrow. Yeah. um, I think, Receiver, I think, is, is going to be really big because yeah. um, that is something. And, and yeah, like you said, kind of can Hartman elevate, help elevate some of these guys. Um, and it's funny, as you're thinking about it, and I was just looking it up just to uh, make sure that it had the numbers right But while you're talking. But um, so Ian Book, if you look at his numbers in 2018 and, you know, t- 2018 and uh, 2020, right. When the offense was a certain way and you know, that just where he's at. Well, Keith. Okay. So combined in those years, right. He was 36 touchdowns or 30, no 34 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, right. In those two seasons. Right. So you're like, I mean, that's not really that great. Right. Mm. Uh, when you, when you look at it from that way, well, <laughs> 2019, 34 and six one year you're like wow so i think you know probably people thought like could you throw for 40 i mean i we weren't talking like that but because of the everyone knew the receiver question but i think there are probably people who think maybe he can elevate mm-hmm. um notre dame but really what happened was he got elevated because chase claypool took that big leap and then cole Komet was finally healthy and was a dude right and so notre dame had two dudes at you know one one at receiver one at tight end to throw to that they didn't really have in in any other year where they had that combination right because michael Mayer when he was there he was always kind of the guy and they never really had that receiver to kind of pair with him when when Mm -hmm. he was uh for his all of his three years no one who was just like you know uh, on that kind of claypool 2019 level yeah um you know Notre Dame really hasn't had too many of that and so that's like one thing too that I want to know is like, can they get like, I mean, obviously you want to have multiple, multiple dudes for, for all that kind of thing. But like, if you can get like two receivers that are really at that high level and whether, the, whether one's a tight end or one's a receiver or not, just guys that you're like, okay, we can put these guys that we can run four verts and put these guys in two sides and they can't double them both. They can't bracket them both. And we could maybe just throw it away. I mean, we can either go back shoulder here. We can go deep here. We could try to hit the seam here. We're going to, we're going to have a, an advantage here. Um, and really that was really the only time that Notre Dame really had that um, yeah. in, in recently. Right. So um, yeah. Can they get that? Uh, because 
I mean, wouldn't it be something if like you could put Thomas and Merriweather on the same side? And that was something that teams actually had to worry about where they were mm-hmm. like, oh man, like, I don't know what we're going to do here. Yeah. And that's when you're cooking with gas. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's a good way to leave it. Uh, we are going to be back tomorrow after Marcus Freeman's um, press conference. That's at 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, noon Eastern. We will we will come back shortly after that. Um, probably it does 1, 1 p.m. Eastern work for you, Jamie. Yeah. All right. So that's when we'll do it then. That's when we'll plan it. Um, and if, if Freeman's uh, press conference goes a little bit long, then, then we'll obviously hold it off. So we'll do that. Uh, talking the opening of fall camp and what we've heard and what we've seen. Uh, Matt's going to be there. Uh, Mike Frank is going to be there. He, he, he's probably still on the road driving right now. Um, he's going to be on site. Um, so we're going to, we're going to be here for the people, you know, I'm on vacation, but that's fine, Jamie, because I am ready to go. I am fired up. Um, and I think everyone listening should be too. So thank you everyone for tuning in. If you like what you heard again, hit the like, hit subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Links are in the description below. Uh, thank you for all the good comments in the chat. Thank you for everyone uh, bearing with us on uh, the breaking news on Matt Bayless. So uh, maybe we'll have some more information about that tomorrow. Um, certainly after Marcus Freeman talks. So um, have a good rest of the day, everyone. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>